Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson, and today we're doing a member spotlight interview with Dr. Ed Grells. Welcome, Ed. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Good morning, everybody. Sure. So um, I've read a lot uh, about your company and your background. Do you want to explain a little bit about uh, what you're up to with your team? Yeah, um, we have um, we have uh, focused uh, uh, cybergenics on on the um, the whole concept of uh, uh, CRISPRs and gene sequencing and how they are trans uh, transforming the uh, healthcare system in this country. Um, there's been quite a bit of research uh, that was done. Uh, it starts with a Dr. Uh, Rosalind um, Jennifer Doudna, D-O-U-D-N-A. Um, she is the uh, developer of CRISPR, uh, C-R-I-S-P-R, and it stands for Clusters of Regularly Interspersed Short Palindromic Repeats. Um, the good news is if you Google search her name, uh, there are plenty of interviews uh, with her by a variety of different news sources as well as um, other uh, uh, cancer uh, researchers. Um, and and a, a tremendous education can be obtained by any of you about um, this kind of work that we are focused on. So I would encourage you to take advantage of some of that because it's very professionally produced uh, on the internet. Uh, some of the interviews are with noteworthy um, uh, news broadcasters and with uh, scientific researchers. Um, and uh, this is a very cutting edge area of medicine right now. And right. Uh, so that's, w that's where we have been focused. Right. I remember when that technology first came out, you know, people talking about the possibilities of what could get done with it. So if I understand right, your company is making those a reality, making those more practical and, you know, coming out with solutions that that use, you know, the CRISPR process for, you know, gene editing, essentially. Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Great. Well, it's an exciting area. What what do you think is really at the core of your value add process that that makes this successful. So obviously you have deep intelligence and experience and knowledge about how all this works, but what's kind of your value add process at the core of this? Well, um, we're blessed to have an open dialogue with among other people, um, Donald Trump. Uh, we have some documentation of uh, uh, correspondence uh, with him and other members of the, uh, the vast uh, administration um, and the National Institute of Health. Uh, so he, we have been talking to people there for quite some time about various um, aspects and applications of CRISPRs and gene um, uh, sequencing. And um, what's interesting is that uh, they have been and are very interested in it. Um, and as I've indicated in the response I sent back, uh, the really the 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 focus here is also on trying to get through this uh, process of CRISPRs and understanding it and trying to apply it 
before China does, because um, uh, China has taken a deep interest in this same area, and they are doing about 31 uh, clinical trials on CRISPRs right now. And um, uh, we've seen early indications that, um, you know, they, they may not be doing this in, in the interest of all of mankind as we are trying to do. Um, and I think they, it's no secret that they've been um, competing to try to overtake the United States in, in a variety of different areas, but this being one of them. And so there is, I think, some paranoia in the, um, in the administration and, and throughout uh, our government that uh, China represents a serious threat uh, to some extent. Um, and we need to understand this and get to it quickly. That's number one motive, motivation you should know about. Number two is that we, we see clear evidence that a lot of lives can be saved because this, this process can pick up serious problems early on in a way that most um, other approaches to cancer uh, cannot. So for example, right now we're, we're sort of stuck with, uh, with regard to cancer with a process that, it, that goes something like this. There's an initial test that's called a PSA test for men. Um, and um, we'll just stick with men for just, just illustration purposes. And then there, there's a score. And if you get a certain high level of score, then it indicates you may have uh, cancer in your system somewhere. Um, and so you, you take that first step. Then let's say that the score is pretty high, which could be in the neighborhood of somewhere between six and 10. Um, then the next step you would be recommended is to take a, um, an MRI, which is a very, uh, serious, uh, uh, procedure where you're literally put into kind of a mini, uh, submarine and subjected to, um, radiation. Uh, to to go through your entire system and spot areas where there may be cancers, um, and and so that that's that's a they've improved it over the years, but it's still a pretty uh, expensive and big clumsy uh, process. Right, right, yeah, no, interesting. I mean, I definitely see that in the public narrative. Um, you know, the concern over a little bit of a Cold War buildup over hacking from China or over technology or spying through TikTok um, or over the government buying up rare minerals that are needed for technology or through CRISPR editing. It does seem like a common theme of, of something that is coming up that's hurting relations between the countries. It seems to have, at the very least, some kernels of truth and, you know, by bold moves on China's part, which, um, you know, our strategic moves at the core, but it could be a threat to our ability to, you know, defend ourselves against, you know, a far superior technology in one of these areas, right? That's part of what you're talking about. Yes, indeed. And um, uh, again, there, there is an interview um, on the, uh, on the uh, web that, that you can look at where some of the ethicists in this country and, and other people involved in, in the CRISPR's uh, work um, um, outline that a, um, a researcher in, in China 
did go exactly, you know, beyond the pale already with uh, two twin girls. Um, and this guy w basically was trying to intervene with their genes while they were being born mm -hmm. to prevent um, them getting their father's disease, uh, mm -hmm. which was uh, of some concern. And um, the entirety of the, um, shall we say, professional um, uh, workforce involved, oncology uh, uh, people from around the world um, scolded this guy for basically getting into a Frankenstein kind of a mode already. Right, right. Uh, and if you don't know what the, uh, the further second order complications of what that could do to someone psychologically or, or make them even worse off medically, right? I mean, there's kind of uh, unknown implications, right? Well, yes, and, and of course, if you're real paranoid, uh, you, you can conjure uh, the kind of stuff that Hitler was doing with methamphetamine with his soldiers, and, and you, you, start think, you, know, you start thinking about uh, super soldiers that will, you know, uh, uh, perhaps be uh, structured so that they're a lot more difficult to uh, uh, fight with. Right. Um, and uh, if you know anything about methamphetamine, you know that they, they were capable of working for 24, 48, uh, even four or five extra days without food or drink, huh. and many of them died. So, right. you know, that's the kind of craziness we don't want to get into. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. What would be the number one due diligence question an investor could ask a firm like yours if they're looking to invest in something like this? Well, I, I think uh, the, the first thing I would look at is uh, how, how can this particular technology be deployed in a way that it could A, improve patient outcomes and B, reduce healthcare costs? A few people ask that second question, but it, there, there's plenty of early evidence that, that we could really reduce the amount of money we're spending on healthcare if we were to a, a, a take the approach of understanding the, the genes and how RNA, DNA uh, react together. There's a, there's a group now working on the coronavirus uh, for that reason. Um, so I, I think that would be an important undertaking um, because, you know, right now we're spending a lot of money sending people to super specialists in, in hospitals where there's a lot of expensive equipment that's used and the bills are in the uh, sometimes hundreds of thousands. In fact, um, I'm sure many of your colleagues there understand that um, one of the leading causes of um, bankruptcy in the United States is, is treatment for cancer, heart disease, and other major uh, disorders that can be very um, uh, uh, expensive and and require a lot of uh, technical high 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 um, expense technical uh, intervention. Um, so, as you might guess, uh, the government is is uh, obligated to take a look at a, a way to try to temper the costs of treatment going forward. And of course, uh, I spent many years with the insurance industry and and they of course are very concerned about this matter too uh, because they, they try to reserve um, uh, everything they pay for 
as completely what is called medically necessary. And uh, that translates to uh, as efficient uh, cost-wise as possible. Right, right, yeah. Pay for as, as least as, as least amount as I can, essentially. Um, what? So my final question is really, and then I'll ask how people can get in touch with you to learn more, is really what makes you confident in your ability um, to move forward with this company and do well in it? What's that confidence kind of built on? Well, first of all, our, our CEO and founder is, is a genius, and he, he really has been looking into this for quite some long time, and he has connections <clears throat> with many of the leaders in this field uh, already um, and, and collaborations planned, and, and starting with Dr. Dudna, uh, who is probably going to be on our board um, as I've mentioned, uh, he, he has been in correspondence with a host of other names you would recognize, starting with Donald Trump, uh, because he's trying to give them all the clarity around the big picture here, how it could probably improve outcomes and at the same time reduce health care costs. So I'm pretty confident that we will get some investors. And, and if you guys wanted to uh, take a look at a small investment, then you'd be in under the tent. And here is where I'd like to tell you about some other things that, that this uh, cancer screening and technology can do. And I can send this article to you. It was published in the Wall Street Journal. But, um, you know, just to give you a sense, the, um, for example, here, here's one where um, they, um, <clears throat> they did a gene sequencing uh, on regular blood sample uh, with a young woman and um, the um, the um, mental mentalation process showed that the DNA um, uh, had of the mother had cancer. Uh, the 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 baby or the embryos did not. So they spotted that, which would be very difficult to get with um, with with uh, you know any other kind of a, uh, an evaluation up front. Um, other than this. And so with that, they were able to go in and, and A, deal with the, the mother's cancer right away so that that did not adversely affect the uh, fetus when the child was born. That's just one small example of the kind of things that this technology can be used to do. And um, again, there are a host of other um, I guess one other uh, point I would make is that there is big, big money rushing at this um, this area of medicine right now. There are approximately eight or nine companies that are all already have valuations over one billion dollars. Some of them go up as high as thirty billion dollars. Okay. Um, so that might frighten some people away saying, well, all the money is already in. Not really, uh, because, you know, medicine is, is huge. And right. uh, the, 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 the subtleties and the improvements that could be made, who knows where we could end up. There could be wonderful cures for things we've, we've given up on years ago. Right, right. For sure, for sure. And um, it seems like things are just getting started in this whole gene yes. editing space. You know, my sister has her master's and works for a hospital in uh, gene consulting by chance. 
and um, people are hired out of their, you know, her degree program and they have jobs by halfway through their second year in the program because there's such a demand for people with that expertise. I feel like it's just getting started from what I know about the space, but you, you obviously know a thousand times more, but that, that's what I'm seeing from a distance, you know, for what it's worth. Well, even uh, you should know that uh, Bill Gates has even got money involved now. He, he sees the future of this and he's committed to doing <clears throat> worldwide work and I'm sure is seeking a way to apply this to very poor countries throughout the world that uh, won't have the access and the technology and the money that this country has. So uh, that's another outcropping, you know, that could help the whole uh, globe. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. What is the uh, best way for someone to get in touch with you? They might have um, a resource. They might know of a family office interested in this space or an institutional investor or have a question for you. What's, what's the best way to reach out and start that conversation? Well, I can give you my uh, cell number. It's sure. uh, 949-439-9780. Great, great, thank you. And then uh, what about in terms of a website or an email address or just prefer people call at this point to reach out to you directly? Well, maybe that first step and, and what I would tell you, um, I can send you some information on our company and you have uh, the uh, resume of the uh, CEO, but uh, you know, we can send you some other literature on the company uh, that we've, you know, the, some of the work we've developed on. But I would also mention that um, I work with a number of other innovative uh, companies. So I'll just mention quickly one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a company I think I may have talked to your uh, CEO, Ellie, about already, but it's an example. And that is, uh, <clears throat> this is a company in the addiction medicine space. And this company has been working for s several years now developing a, a, a product that is a pain medication that is non-addictive and and secondarily um, it it can um, it can address uh, your body's ability to feel um, high so it, it inhibits dopamine in the brain uh, with another drug that it's developed so you get two drugs for the price of one they're about nine months out and they're looking for the last money to get FDA approval, which as you probably know, is a long ride through, but they're at the very end, end of it now. And uh, that's a drug that could probably save many, many hundreds of thousands of lives over the next decade if we were able to get it. And the only reason I bring it up is I presented it to the National Institute of Health, to their, their team working on new drugs and the the trouble with um, government is that they they have uh, strict rules and regulations. And believe it or not, this is what they told us. They said, mm -hmm. "Well, the fact that you have a pain medication mixed in with a drug that treats um, uh, addiction um, was out of bounds for their um, uh, awards of grants uh, because right. it, you're treating two different things simultaneously." Now. Um, I've had many visits to the National Institute of Health and, and um, uh, you know, my tax dollars and your dollars are going there. And I can tell you 
that uh, they are not efficient in, in terms of how they evaluate an opportunity to save lives. They, they lean towards regulatory process first and foremost. And I could tell you horror stories about the times I presented technology that could have advanced uh, healthcare and medicine in this country. Right. And they just looked at us and said, well, we, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I've, I've committed a, I, in fact, I got so involved and in, in, in frustrated in the years I spent treating patients with addiction that I started my own private foundation, nonprofit, uh, and put my own money in it. Uh, I was just disgusted with how slow they're moving. Right. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, um, it feels like it feels frustrating to the person who knows how much needs to be done or could be done. And then maybe the people controlling the purse strings don't understand what's needed or how much is needed or in, in what fashion. So I know there's a lot of inefficiencies in spaces like that, just because of that disconnection between bureaucracy and, you know, who's controlling the billion dollar budgets and people like yourself. Right. Yes. And, and one final point I'll make on this, you can tell that I'm annoyed by what's happened, but uh, you've got attorney groups all over the United States who've sued these multi-billion-dollar uh, drug companies, and sued them, many of them out of out of existence into bankruptcy themselves. And so those billions of dollars <clears throat> went mostly to the attorneys and probably to some of the poor souls who who lost a family member, right. and hardly a dime went to, to finding a cure for this uh, this problem. That's right. the insanity of it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that is a, that is backwards. Well, um, if anyone would like to uh, reach out, uh, why don't you give your phone number one last time and then we'll ring off and then, um, you know, maybe we'll have you back on one of our discussion panels or live events at some point. Okay, you bet. It's uh, again, it's 949-439-2000. Well, thank I'm in you. Newport Beach, California. I'm in Newport West Coast. Beach. Okay, great. Yeah, we have a lot of members uh, from California, and we're just setting up our new office in Scottsdale. You know, maybe five or six hours drive away from you in Newport Beach, so not too far away. Um, but yeah, happy to keep in touch. And I, if anyone in the Family Office Club has any questions or needs help getting connected directly to Ed or has a way to work together, obviously you can reach out directly or just let our team know, and we'll get you directly in touch. So thank you for your time here today, Ed. You bet. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.